talking about two more spring training games, some more roster moves, and what the opening day lineup could look like for the Detroit Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked on Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Monday, March 28th, 2022. Today, we are going over a couple more spring training games, like we talked about. A couple more, just a weekend's worth of games. The game on Sunday was not televised, which is lame uh, and dumb. But I guess we have to, I mean, like on my day, Really? That's a great way to, to grow the game. I know it's spring training. It probably doesn't even matter. But like, let, let's put my day on TV. I don't care if it's spring training, a fall workout. I don't really care. Find a way to get Casey Mize on my TV. So we're going to go over and recap those games. And we are also going to go over what potentially the opening day lineup could look like. That was a big uh, topic of conversation after, I believe, Saturday's game spring training game uh the lineup they had on saturday was definitely the closest thing we have seen to a potential opening day lineup so we're going to go over what a opening day lineup could potentially look like said potential a lot there um yeah opening day less than two weeks away a week from this upcoming friday can't wait be there or be square it's gonna be a fun time uh i know i will so uh, I guess we'll just start off. Let's just start off with the uh, with with the spring training games this past weekend. First off, Friday's game, a eight to four victory over the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, really, I mean, eight runs. Never going to complain about eight runs, you know. Uh, Tucker Barnhart playing this game. Akil Badu. Akil Badu, the story of uh, of at least the first inning of this game. Hits a cranks a home run off Ryu to right field. Ryu, notably a lefty, uh, absolutely cranks a home run to right field. Pulls a ball off a lefty, um, and that that was the talk of the town. He had a double off of a lefty. Uh, what the end of last week? I think he had a hit off a lefty too. A single a couple of days before that, and then now he has the big boy home run off of uh, one of the better left-handed pitchers, starting pitchers, uh, especially in the American League. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, we, that, that, we've talked about it a million times, right? That has been the story in spring. That has continuously been the story this spring training and will continue to be for Akil Badu. Uh, so it's really, really cool to see him, even if it is just spring training, at least see some production off of left-handed pitching. It, it's awesome to see. Um, Jacob Robson in this game looks pretty good. No chance of making the team out of, out of camp or anything, but looked solid. Got a little bit of playing time last year when we got bit by the injury bug pretty hard. Not a uh, not a bad outing. Not a bad outing for, for him either. Uh, Robbie Grossman did Robbie Grossman things. Isak Peretti's home run. The biggest thing, actually Evan Petzold, 
just wrote a fantastic piece covering and talking about uh, Isak Paredes and his odds of making the team going forward and what he needs to work on and all that conversations with uh, coaches and stuff like that. It's a very, very good piece. So go check that out. Evan Petzold, also the dog. Fire up forever. I didn't, I didn't make it through, but that's okay. <laughs> Evan, for real, Evan's, Evan's great. So uh, Isak hits a home run in this game. And the biggest thing talked about in Evan's piece and just, I, I mean, known kind of throughout the, the fan base is Isak's power just non-existent so far at the major league level has been absolutely non-existent and it hasn't been very exist existent. It hasn't really been very prevalent in AAA either, uh, but it's a lot easier to, to hide that in AAA because his bat is, his, his bat to ball skills. That's what I'm trying to think of. His bat to ball skills are still great. Still gets the bat on the ball an awful lot. Uh, pretty, has a great sense of the strike zone. Like he's fun to watch at the plate. He just can't drive a baseball. Like he can't, he can't drive a, a, a ball deep and he struggled with it his first time up. He struggled with it last year. It's been a reoccurring theme for him for a while. So seeing him get a home run again, even if it isn't spring training is at least encouraging because that's, that's been one of the biggest things that it's not like his swing doesn't allow him to drive a ball either. He's got a beautiful stroke. So like, it's 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 a weird thing. It's a really weird thing, and uh, it will absolutely be one of the most watched things within the organization. Uh, will be how his power numbers fluctuate, and just really him at the plate as a whole, uh, because long term option at second base is completely up for grabs. I know everybody loves Scopey. Hate to break it to you, he's not the long term option at second base. He will be at second. He was at second. What? Last year, was he there in 2020? I feel like yes. I'm trying to remember. Anyway, <laughs> he, he's been there. He was here last year, was here this year, uh, this past year, the year before. Yeah, 20. What am I thinking, bro? Yes, he was here, here in 2020, here in 2021, will be here in 2022. Um, and that's probably it. This is probably the end of the road for Jonathan Scope as far as his career in a, in a Tigers uniform. I, I can't imagine uh, that he is going to be a, a extended too much longer than, than past this year. Getting the extension in the first place was already a – it wasn't a shocker. A lot of people wanted it, actually. I wanted it. Um, but, I mean – it, this isn't like a, a big, deep thing. We don't need to go down this road. But Jonathan Scope is, is not your long-term solution at second. He's in his 30s. It's not It's not, not reality. This core is very young, very young. Jonathan Scope's a, a guy you, you're signing for pretty cheap and, and is filling in at second base for the time being. So that spot is wide open for the future. You called up Cody, or you added Cody Clemens to the 40-man, I should say. He's had an interesting spring. Interesting is a dumb word. Uh, he's showed out somewhat in, in spring at times, I guess I'll say. Uh, you know, has shown some pop. Kid can hit decently and, and was a hell of a hitter in college, but uh, it's really just a matter of whether he can consistently hit well enough to hold down a starting second base job on a competitive team uh, and if the defense is going to translate because he struggled a little bit defensively as well. You got Paredes. 
who can play second and who you've had up before playing third, you know, played a little bit of short in the minors, whatever. I don't think anyone thinks any of the utility guys are really in the running for long-term second base. You know, the, the Harold Castro or Zach shorts or, or, you know, those players. Uh, I don't think any of them are really in the running there for second base. The opportunities now, I guess is what I'm trying to say for, for Isak. This is your time, brother. This is, this is it. Take a big step forward. Everybody was super pumped about you when, when you first came up. Uh, really translated very well coming over from the Cubs system. Very, very well. And and had a, a has had a really good minor league career, but needs to be able to take that next step at the plate if uh, if, if he wants to if he wants to again, the opportunity's there, man. It's right there for the taking. It's right there. Go grab it. The only other thing about this game really is Tarek Skubal, uh, who we will get into after the break, I've decided. So, first, though, I got to tell you all about Bet Online. After months of playing college basketball, has determined the top teams for the Final Four and will determine this year's national champion this coming week. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info from all the latest odds, contests, and player props. You name it. But online remains the best spot for all your latest sports developments, including podcast reviews and all the leagues this season. It's not just basketball, but online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts. All right, everybody, we are back here for segment two. This is canned water, by the way. Don't don't get any ideas. Uh, <laughs> Locked on Tigers. Thanks for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every day, free and available wherever you get your podcast. That's including YouTube. Also on YouTube, you can find Locked on MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia. He's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast also including YouTube, just like us, because we're on YouTube. Everybody's on YouTube, so go go sub on YouTube. It's going to be a fun time, for real. It's, it's going to be super, super cool this uh, this regular season. Okay, Tarek Skubal, we got to talk about it. Um, I kind of went on a tangent there about the future of the second base position that I don't think I was really expecting on, on going down that like rabbit hole when I pressed record today, but here we are. That, that happens sometimes. Um, Tarek Skubal had a very Tarek Skubal game, a very Tarek Skubal game, like the most on brand Scooby game you, you could possibly imagine. And it's only spring, but the fact that he's already copy and pasting his like pretty much every start from last season is, is a, a little, you know, maybe nothing's changed. I don't know. It's still early. We're not going to pass too much judgment yet, but uh, you, there's definitely a lot of things that he still needs to improve on. So he goes two and two thirds, four hits, two earned runs, one walk, and four Ks. Four strikeouts in less than three innings. Fantastic. Four hits in two runs and a ton of hard contact on outs and on hits. Not great. One walk, whatever. The... It's 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 all about the heater. It's all about the heater with Tarek Skubal, right? Uh, 
he has this this lively fastball that he can get swings and misses on so much. Um, but he also will leave it uh, to hit way too much of the plate. And then it's it's hard contact city. Like, buckle up. Because, you know, you're going to get taken for a ride. <laughs> and it's, it's frustrating because he has such nasty swing and miss stuff. I mean put up one of the most ridiculous K per nines I've ever seen from a starting pitcher in minor league history. Like it was like 15 or something absurd. Right. So he has the stuff he, even last year, I mean, the, the strikeout numbers were, were fine. It's just, he was the Adam Dunn of pitching. Like it was either a strikeout or, or he was giving up, you know, on a hundred plus exit velo, a lot of times home runs. He was he was the he was the three outcome pitcher instead of the three outcome hitter, and that's that's not that's not great, right? That's not great. So to see him already starting to replicate, you know, fifty six pitches in two and two thirds, that's pretty high, you know, a little high. It's just it's it's wild to see him already falling back. Maybe falling back is a little too dramatic, but already see him replicating what he was doing last year. There's still a lot of stuff he needs to work on. And a lot of it is really just fastball command. When he's painting corners, he's getting swings and misses, but his fastball moves a little bit, which is good. The problem is it moves to wherever the barrel of the bat is (laughs) like pretty consistently. If, if it's a, if it's a righty and he's aiming outside, the thing tends to tail in. It, 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 I guess if it's a lefty and he's aiming inside, it tends to tail. <laughs> you gotta, you know, the baseball's the definition of a game of inches. If you're expecting a tail, compensate for it. Aim, 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 aim a little further in, you know. And there's a lot more to it than than just that. If it was that simple, then then he would just make the adjustments and we'd be on our way. But because uh, he has heat that moves the other way too, and and so just mixing all those together and making sure that he's not getting having his heat consistently tail into the middle part of the plate is, is a really big issue. So uh, something to keep an eye on again, we'll gladly take the four strikeouts, but it's just a little frustrating when it comes at the expense of getting a lot of hard contact hit all over the yard. That's all. Um, I think that's probably it for the Friday game. Yeah. I think that is it for the Friday game. Let's go into Saturday's game, 14 to eight victory against the Philadelphia Phillies. Matt Manning started this one. I know it looks rough. I know it looks rough. The box score is not pretty. It it wasn't this bad. Like it's, it's not as bad as the box score says uh, error with two outs in the inning. So every run that came after that was pretty much unearned. Uh, it, it, it was not nearly as bad of an outing as the box score would tell you for Matt Manning The box score. Just so you're aware would be three innings, five hits, four runs, only one earned run, no walks and three K's on 50 pitches. Uh, so his ERA for the spring is still one eight, even though he, he was out there for a four run inning, because again, Jonathan scope air with two outs in the inning. Um, and I don't know. I just. I don't like, like, obviously, yes, he could have just buckled down and gotten an outright after, but 
I don't like the whole, oh, that I should be expecting my rookie pitcher to get four outs in an inning. That's dumb. So I, I'm not going to take too much of this. I'm, I'm going to pay attention to no walks and three Ks in, in three innings, more so than I am uh, four runs that and, and only one of them earned. Right. The velocity was really good for Manning. It was really good again, and it's been good all spring, and we've known, we've heard a lot out of camp that it's been really solid. So that's obviously great news because last year that was one of the biggest storylines with him was the inconsistency on the velocity and all that kind of stuff. So it's really nice to to see him consistently pumping mid-90s. And the curveball outside of the one that he hung that got taken for a, a, a roller coaster ride um, – I thought the command of his of his curveball was fantastic. Fantastic. Now we did try to mix in the slider. You know, we, we had that we've had that conversation before, the difference between his curveball and the slider, and sometimes they mix together and what's going to be his true third pitch, the slider or the changeup, all this stuff, right? The 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 breaking ball was the curveball was command wise very, very solid this game. And that's at least good. We can talk about what's going to be the the ideal third pitch forever, but I'll gladly take, you know, we got to buckle down and make sure that the first two are going to be good too, right? So it it looks really solid. And I was pretty impressed with the performance. 50 pitches in three innings, but again, they took him for a ride after the Scopey error. It was just round the order, round the order, round the order. Um, So not going to look too much into that either. All in all, I was pretty impressed. I thought Manning was pretty solid, and I don't think that very much of them can really be put on his shoulders. Um, More just looking at the stuff, and the stuff was absolutely fantastic this game. So uh, in my eyes, good outing for Matt Manning, even though the box score might not look it. Gregory Soto, one inning, two Ks, perfect inning. Uh, Beauty, man. That's the dog. That's, That's the dog. That's gosh, I love him. I love him so much. Uh, so that, that was super exciting that his velocity continues to be in that 98, 99 range. Beautiful for this part in spring to already be up there. Absolutely gorgeous. Michael Fulmer, one inning, one hit, no runs solid Chafin struggled a little bit. Uh, no one should care. You shouldn't care. It's spring. It's his like second outing with the team. He had a sub two ERA last year. He's been consistently around three his his entire career. I'm not going to like once you hit a certain point in your veteran status, I don't care what you do in spring anymore. And Andrew Chafin is, is, has reached that point. Don't care. Uh, and then Sunday's game is really the only thing left. Uh, Cause there wasn't, I mean, we scored 14 runs in, in the Philly game. Uh, I, we don't need to really go through every single person that did well. Derek Hill had an opposite field Homer. That's cool to see. Again, we talked about earlier in the spring coming into spring with a new batting stance, et cetera. So the better he looks, the better news that is right. Obviously not great analysis there. Uh, and then Eric Haas home run. Finally getting off the, the the pine there was off to a kind of a rough start this spring. So that's cool to see. So, yeah, like, it, you know, it was fun. It was fun that everybody got in on the hit parade a little bit. Riley Green uh, hit, I mean, 
who like who didn't? Javi Baez, <laughs> Willie Castro hitting a walk. Like ever like this is there's no point in going over when everybody dominates in a spring training game. We will come back to that for segment three for the lineup, though. Uh, the only other thing was Sunday's game. It wasn't televised, so I can't tell you in detail how everybody looked. Uh, but Tyler Alexander did get the start, and his box score was pretty decent. He had six up, six down at one point on top of that as well. Uh, great. Jose Cisnero with a three-pitch inning. Beauty. We'll take that. Uh, Brian Garcia. You know, the, the odds of Brian Garcia being on this 40-man, I think, go down and down every day. I already don't think he's going to make the opening day roster just because I, I think there's not any room for him in the bullpen, even if we do go to 28. But I'm starting to think that he might be one of the casualties when we add Torkelson and or Green to the 40-man. I think Brian Garcia might be one of the guys that gets the chop. That's going to be an interesting conversation as we get closer to closer in opening day when Torque and Green are officially added to the 40-man. Who gets the boot? That'll be something we talk about here. Um, yeah, I mean, like, Jamer had a good game, had a double this game as well. It's just good. Ever since he hit that homer against the Yankees, he's kind of just been, like, back to normal Jamer. So that's obviously great news. Um, Torkelson, Ofer, don't – I mean, like, his numbers in the spring are still fantastic. Don't really care. Uh, yeah, that's probably it, right? Okay, so that's it for recapping spring games and your scheduled future, the second base position talk that I didn't plan on doing. Let's do another ad break, and then we'll get into opening day lineup. All right. First, though, I got to tell y'all about Built Bar. It's that time of year. Everyone's pretty much given up on their news resolutions, right? We're pushing February. Well, we're pushing April now. Goodness. I don't know why I said February, but not this year. Your resolution is about eating right. And that's thanks to Bill Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because you actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out, man, for real. They are one of Bill Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're going to be your new favorite. All Bill Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better. Most Bill Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein, when a candy bar has about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate, cookies, and cream. They are all delicious. New flavors are coming out all the time. They think a flavor might be good. They'll make it. It'll be delicious, and it will be good for you. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, and then make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. So go to Built.com right now. Use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, everybody, <laughs> we're back. Third and final segment here at Locked on Tigers. Let's go over this potential opening day lineup because I think that Saturday's game was the easily the closest we have seen so far and might honestly 
I mean, it might genuinely be pretty darn close to the opening day lineup. So let's go over what they rolled out there on Saturday uh, against the Phillies. So it was Badu leadoff, Grossman 2, Javi 3, Jamer 4, Miggy 5, Scope 6, Green 7, Torque 8, Barnhart 9, uh, Matt Manning on the mound. But that's not important to this. I don't even know why I really said it. So the, I think this is pretty darn close. And this might even be a lineup that we see this year. Now it's important to point out a couple of things. One is that... A.J. Hinch will not do the Ron Garden hire or the Jim Leland every single day. You're getting the lineup and, and the the same exact lineup every day. We're not he, – he's very much not an old school manager. He is, you know, oh, the three spot is the three spot for yours all season. Oh, the – you know, you're the leadoff guy. You're the designated leadoff guy all year. That's just not – he's going to do a lot situationally. He's going to do a lot matchup-wise. He's going to do a lot, I mean, based on the starting pitcher, based on the stadium even. You you are not going to see the same lineup too many times in a row because that's just who A.J. Hinch is. He's a very intelligent human being, right? So we'll start off with that. But we can try to formulate maybe the lineup we see the most often or the lineup we see the most often early, right? Obviously, opening day being the earliest. So while there's not going to be, absolutely not going to be, like one lineup that we kind of just ride, we can kind of still get our best guesses in for what the lineup will look like in the first couple of weeks of April. For starters, I, I love Robbie Grossman at leadoff. I always will, and I always have, and I still do. Having a guy that can get on base like that, having a guy that can work a count and draw a walk right off rip, I think is is more valuable than people will maybe ever realize. It is so vital. It is so important to get off on the on the right foot like that. It can be so valuable to to the rest of the lineup and to the rest of your team especially early on in a ball game, you know, it's, it's just Robbie Grossman's just the best. So like, well, he's not your traditional, again, you know, like speedster, you know, leadoff hitter or anything like that. If you're still one of the more old school fans that, that maybe likes to go down that road, he's not going to give you that. He did steal 20 bases last year though. He's not the fastest guy on the team, but I think he is the best leadoff hitter on this team. And I, if I'm writing the lineup card, he he's my leadoff hitter on opening day. All right. Now two is interesting because back in the day, the two hitter was the guy that you wanted to, to be the bridge between your one and three, right? You had your one guy that was the speedster and could score from second. And with the middle of the lineup, once the middle of the lineup came up, you know, that, that kind of stuff, the three hitter was your best hitter. The last couple of years in the analytics age, uh, teams have started putting their best hitters batting second. Mike Trout bats second. Yelich, well, MVP Yelich, I should say, batted second. Uh, most teams' best hitters now bat second in their lineup. Now, if you have a stacked team like the Dodgers or something, you can pretty much do all nine situationally or, or 
based on matchups and be fine. Uh, but but for teams, for most teams that have a clear best hitter and aren't just uh, nine all stars, they <laughs> have been putting two has is the new three, right? But also, I'm not sure I want someone that doesn't work counts and and doesn't draw walks at two either because that's still pretty high in the lineup to kind of get through that. I don't know. I, I go back and forth on it a lot. A lot of people were saying on Saturday that this would not be a bad opening day lineup, and I agree. It, it wouldn't at all. Uh, Akil in the leadoff spot, solid. Uh, can can work a count if need be, especially if it's a righty. I'm all about it. Sure, why not? Grossman at two. I'm pretty much going to be a fan of Robbie Grossman wherever he is, as long as he's in the top like four or five of the lineup. Javi Baez, three. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, the debate for me for me is Baez at two or three. That That's really the debate in my head. I don't really see any other, any other place that uh, I would put him. I mean, he's he's instantly, you know, you signed him, and the second he put pen to paper, he became your, your best hitter as of the current moment. Obviously, there's dudes with ceilings that are higher than Baez's offensive output, but especially if you look at what he did in the Mets uniform last year, he instantly becomes your best hitter. So I'm I'm okay. I, I love him at three. The debate for me is am I confident enough in him uh, right off rip to bat two? And that's a, a debate that I'm going to keep having with myself probably because I'm not 100% sure yet. Jamer at four, love it. I, I think, honestly, wherever you don't have Baez, whether it's two or three, that's probably where Jamer goes. And in this lineup, Grossman's at two. I'm never going to complain about that. Baez at three, so, so Candy gets four. Makes sense to me. Miggy at five, he's always going to be in the heart of the lineup whether you like it or not. Scopey at sixth instantly becomes one of the more dangerous six hitters in baseball, but I completely agree that the one through four should all be in the mix for one through four. So I, I love Scopey at six. Riley Green and Spencer Torkelson. By the end of the season, I expect them both to be higher in the lineup for both of their, their first months of Major League Baseball. Hell yeah. And the great thing is, is you had a good enough offseason and brought back your pieces from last year to where you now, you, you don't need to pressure them to contribute and be the best hitters on your team right away. You don't need that. You don't need Torkelson to have a 110 OPS plus and, and Riley Green to be a you know five-war player his first year, especially on, on pace for those numbers in the first month of the season because you brought in other talent and, and you had brought back the talent you had last year, you built a foundation and you added to it. So the, the one through four is pretty good on this team. Now that's a pretty solid one through four, man. It really is. I'm really excited about it. And that means that when they start producing and you can then move them higher in the lineup and then already your more productive bats can move lower then you're looking at, I mean, that's when you start talking about a, a really, really one of the better lineups in the, in the entire American League. And then Barnhart at nine, sure, he, he's clearly the weakest hitter in this lineup, but you, you, don't, you don't pay Tucker Barnhart to hit. You pay him to be one of the best defensive catchers of baseball, and that's what he's going to be too. So I, I don't mind this lineup on opening day. I think I would probably go 
Grossman, Baez, Candelario, Cabrera. Badu five? Five hitter Akil Badu? I don't know. Righty lefty also is going to depend on a lot. I don't want Akil Badu, even if he has a great spring, and I still believe that he has the potential to, to work through it. But on opening day, I'm not going to have Akil bat bat lead off against a lefty. Um I don't know, man. Maybe five hitter Akil Badu, maybe. I kind of like that. And then honestly, six through nine can then, then stay the same. I mean, that's nice. Scope, six. Green, seven. Torque, eight. Barnhart, nine. Sure. Sure. There you go. So the only difference I have is literally just moving Akil down to five and then moving everybody else up one. <laughs> Pretty close to the opening day lineup. There you go. So that's just going to be a fun thing to re watch out for, reach out for, watch out for as the um, preseason continues. It's preseason spring training continues. Uh, it's just seeing how many different lineup combinations we have. And, and when those nine guys are all in a lineup, how they're ordered. Because I think those are the nine guys that are going to be on the opening day lineup. The order is the only thing that's really debatable at this point. And I think that's it for a show. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the majors, both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube, just like this guy. If you're on YouTube, you see me pointing to myself. Also in a different place again. I just change up on you. I'm just all over the place, man. Now I'm out of town for a little bit. The work don't sleep. The grind don't sleep. And the Tigers play in less than two weeks, baby. Opening day, less than two weeks. Cannot wait. Going to keep updating through spring, keep updating roster moves and, and people that are guaranteed not going to make the roster. We had a couple of more yesterday. We'll talk about on tomorrow's show. We're probably going to have a couple more before the game tomorrow or right after the game tomorrow that we will obviously talk about tomorrow as well. All right. All right. Works for me, baby. Peace and love going to therapy's dope. And I will catch you all tomorrow. Go Tigers.